Welcome to the NTD Leadership Podcast. This is a resource for the ministers and ministries and churches of the North Texas District of the Assemblies of God. I'm your host, Robert Miller. I'm the director of the NTD Church Loan Fund, and I've got a special guest, although he's not a guest, he's one of us today. Uh, Mike Harper is with us. He's the director of church planning and development and wears several hats here yeah. at the North Texas District. Uh, it's hard to narrow you down to yeah. a title, Mike. Yeah. but uh, Keeper of the Van Key. Yes, that's, that's, uh, official that's the official title. Yeah. So uh, we're going to come to you today and talk to you about a resource that we think is valuable. Mike and I have both pastored uh, for many years before, and so we feel like today we have a resource for you that we want to talk to you about that is something I'm sure is on your mind as you're ending 2020 and preparing for 2021. I know going into 2020, you had a lot of plans, a lot of vision, and a lot of ideas, and most of that got thrown out of the window because of this uh, thing called COVID. <laughs> so we want to get you, help you get on track, I should say, for 2021. And today we're going to be talking about an annual preaching calendar, Mike. Uh, we got a resource we're going to give you right. a link for at the end of this podcast that is free to you. This is for you today. I will tell you from my uh, own perception of this, Mike, when I started pastoring uh, and had to preach multiple times a week uh, as the lead pastor. Uh, I was week to week. I was a week to week person. Right, right. I'd find a scripture. I'd yeah. find a theme, uh, whatever that was, and I'd preach it. I'd grind over it that week and I'd prepare. And then I was like, oh, Wednesday's coming. <laughs> yeah. And I had to do it all over again. Yeah. And next thing you know, Sunday was coming right. and I had to do it all over again. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, there's that old saying, we all say Sunday's always coming and Absolutely. it gets there faster every week. Mm -hmm. And so I was in a cohort one time with a group of pastors, and we talked about uh, the importance or the the value, I guess, of preaching in series, right? Which was huge, huge. for me. Life, yeah, that's that's a game changer. It is. I could take one theme yeah. or one scripture and not have to preach it all in one hour exactly, service. You right, know, I could right. spread it out over three, four, five weeks, and then it grew from there into doing an annual preaching calendar. Right. And I know some of you are already taking a step back going, how can I plan for a whole year? We're going to talk about that right. in this uh, episode today uh, and maybe talk you through some of those reservations and hesitations you have uh, about an annual uh, preaching calendar. But really, this is a way to just help you become a better communicator. Really I mean, that's is. one of the primary parts of your job as a lead pastor is yeah, you're the, the lead vision caster, right. the lead not communicator. Only, yeah, not only casting vision, but you're communicating what you believe God is speaking to your heart yeah. to and for the church. So right. yeah, it's, it's really important. Right. And and I think that's one of our most important duties when we right. surrender to this calling is we're right. the voice that God is using. Uh, we're his instrument. We're his mm -hmm. tool, if you will, to communicate God's word to his people. And for most of us, I know for me, uh, the preaching part of my pastor job was one of the hardest parts because I spent and invested so oh, much time yeah, grinding sure. over the message. Yeah. Uh, I was an over-preparer, probably. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, I was my own worst critic, so yeah. I never thought it was good enough. And I put a lot of pressure on myself yeah, sure. in preparing messages. Uh, you know, I I, uh, I put a lot of stress on myself, yeah. and I was a manuscript guy, so me I would too. write out my whole sermon. Me too. Uh, not so I could read it, but it just, my word count helped me know how yeah. long I was going to preach. Yeah. Uh, it helped me from chasing rabbits uh, sure. and squirrels, <laughs> having yeah. those squirrel moments preaching. Yeah. So, and uh, also when you get into double services or multiple services, it really does kind of give you, here's where I am in my process. I, I've, yeah. I've got 15, 15, 20 minutes more of content here. I need to speed up. Or I need to slow down. That's so, yeah, right. I get that. For yeah, sure. that's for sure. Uh, so this is a tool. We want to give you a tool in your right. tool belt just to help you. We're not saying this is the end all be all and you have to change everything you do in your preparation. But this is a tool, just something to help you as you prepare uh, for for your ministry and for your speaking calendar as you prepare for a new year. So, Mike, let's go through some of the benefits first of a preaching calendar. Uh, talk to us about uh, 
what, how you use this uh, okay. in your case? I, I think for me, uh, a preaching calendar really came to the forefront of my mind. Uh, my father's a pastor, pastor my whole life, and mm-hmm. I was his worship leader for a very short period of time when I was in between roles. And uh, I led worship one Sunday morning, and then after we led worship, we had a great time. After we led worship, uh, we back in the day, we would have a special music selection. So ladies sang a song and uh, following the offering and all that stuff. My dad got up and said, you know, man, I'm just so excited about today's message. Uh, man, the worship leader just led us exactly where we were supposed to be going. And sister so-and-so, I can't remember who she was, but man, her song was just perfect. And I'm just (laughs) so excited because this is such a confirmation that the Lord is orchestrating this sermon that I'm about to speak. You know, and I'm a young, uh, you know, I'm a young, cocky uh, youth (laughs) pastor at the time. And I thought, you know, dad, uh, this could happen every week if you would just tell us in advance right. what you're going to be speaking on. So early on, I really began to see that there were some benefits of maybe not putting down exactly what I'm going to say in, over the next year, but really putting together some kind of a format. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, the first benefit of, of a preaching calendar was it gives me a short as well as a long view of kind of what God is saying to me. I don't know about you, Robert. Uh, I, I'm gifted in certain areas, so I lean more toward preaching about evangelism, reaching the lost. Uh, I'm into church growth, so about growth and leadership. And uh, I've got other of my friends that are faith guys. You know, every sermon they were going to preach was going to be about faith. Every sermon was going to be about, or the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And what I realized is when I kind of took a long view of my preaching, I began to see that I was getting pretty repetitive, Mm -hmm. uh, that I lean, my temperament and my giftings make me lean into certain passages. And I don't know that I was really preaching a a well-balanced gospel, although what I was preaching was true and biblical, but I really wasn't preaching the full orb of the message. And that's where the kind of the idea that one of my spiritual mentors, Dr. Wayne Lee, helped me realize that I should be preaching what he would call the mission of Christ. Mm-hmm. Am I helping people grow spiritually? Maybe my preaching on devotions and how to pray and how to worship. And then another quadrant will be, how, uh, am I helping people connect to the body of Christ? Right. You know, are we loving one another, caring for one another, what fellowship That's looks good. like? And then another quadrant that he had was about growth. Am I, am I actually maturing my people in the faith, mm-hmm. not just that they know the stories, but am I challenging them uh, to to increase their their spirituality and their spiritual maturity? And then obviously the one that I spent so much of my time in was growing the church, quadrant sure, four. Sure. And so what I re- realized is that if I would have kind of a preaching calendar, it would I could focus on the times of the calendar where I really want to push in on evangelism, but there were other times I need to make sure that I was preaching about making sure people love God yeah. and, and increasing your prayer life. And, and learning how to witness is just as important as being connected to the body of Christ. So not only did it give me a long and a short view of it, but it really ensured that I was preaching the whole gospel. That's good. You know, and it, so I don't know, were you that oh, way? Oh, I did can you, certainly relate to that. I know when I first started, in? Oh, I had, I had strengths or areas where I was more comfortable right. with, and, and then there were other areas that I was deathly afraid of. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it really pushed me outside of my comfort zone okay, when I started planning. How many times did you preach out of Revelations? Uh, not many. Not many. No. Me either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was certain areas, but yeah. but what this did for me was as I planned out my calendar, there were certain themes that I would pray about, and and like you said, God, I felt like was taking us down this path, right. and what it helped me by a calendar was just sit aside the time to say, look. For me, I'm challenged to go deeper into this before I bring the word right. of God to our church. Right. 
this has forced me to go a little deeper into it, make sure yeah. I'm prepared yeah. uh, spiritually, mentally, you yeah. know, all those areas. And, uh, and, it, and it really helped me in that way to make sure, you know, that, I mean, one of my favorite things I did was, was took the book of Numbers. <laughs> And did a Ooh. series over it, uh, and like and one, two, three, four, yeah, five. yeah, in, in order, <laughs> exactly. right? And right. I was a numbers guy, and yeah. so we kind of made a little spin on that. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, and it wasn't financial based at right. all. It wasn't about church growth. It was just a different mindset. But right. you know, it just helped me go into something that normally you wouldn't preach about. Uh, you know, uh, right now, Pastor Jason Exley, I attend Life Church, right. and he's doing a series through the Book of Malachi. I can't hear. I haven't heard too many series yeah, in sure. my life. I've heard the preaching on the on right. the the offering message yeah, from yeah. Malachi only. In the last verse, the, the sons turned the fathers back to the heart. Exactly. Of the sons. But he's doing a whole whole series through yeah. the book of Malachi, and it, so it's kind of forcing you to go outside of that comfort zone. So that's one of the benefits of it. I agree. Yeah, it really it helped me, and I I, I begin to realize you know if you're going to be at a church for a long period of time, you actually produce what you preach. That's true. And if you're only preaching a faith message, which is necessary and essential but if you're only preaching an evangelism series necessary and essential but you're not really balancing out your believers and so i I found that that was a great tool for me to keep uh, you know i know you and i talked earlier uh, you've got you showed me four years worth of your preaching schedules i i got i was talking to anthony scoma one of our pastors in austin area about this and he sent me 17 years Worth of his preaching. He's schedules. been doing it a long yeah, time. Been doing this a long way. time. Yeah. So you really do get the short view. Yeah. Hey, am I am I covering what I need to cover? But then the long view. Am I making sure that my family of yeah. the believers are really hearing a really well thought out and uh, communicated gospel message to them? I think that's good. I, I think one of the things that really hit me one time was when I realized the fact that I'm preparing to communicate to an audience that has a teenager just out of kids church mm-hmm. that's in big church for the first time. Yeah. I've got a young adult who has more questions than answers about this whole right. faith thing. And I've got a 90 year old lady who's been in church for 89 of those 90 years right. and she's heard it all. Right. And exactly. I've got to prepare a message and communicate in 30 to 40 minutes yeah. to touch each one of them where they are on their spiritual journey. And that's difficult to do if you stay in the same theme and vein all the time. Or, or if you're just starting on Tuesday. Right. For, for the coming Sunday. For the preparation yeah, part and, of it, yeah. Which, you know, my dad would always call it Saturday night fever. You know, <laughs> that last push toward the end. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, let's talk through some more benefits. Uh, you know, I think life has a natural rhythm. Right, and, and I, I think uh, the communities we have across our district even, uh, you know, we have lake communities. We have right. hunting communities. We have communities uh, that are heavy into sports and athletics. Uh, we, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, you've got uh, sports things yeah. that impact mm-hmm. Sundays. And so life has this natural rhythm and you know your community best for our pastors and what the ebbs and flows are of of your ministry but but talk about how how to build your calendar around those things yeah i think if i'm going to be the primary speaker and it's my responsibility to to hear from god and to speak to my church i want to make sure that i'm preparing those major themes you know those big big rocks in the in the bucket kind of sermon series i want to make sure that i'm preaching those when my people are here yeah you know i don't want to compete uh, you know, with uh, opening day of hunting season, right. deer season. I don't want to because they're going to do it no matter what. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to pit them against the gospel. Sure. But also, I need to recognize that, as you said, there is an ebb and flow. And I think most of our churches today really focus on a ministry calendar that kind of mirrors, in many ways, the school calendar. 
That's good. So yeah. from, you know, end of August, September, back through May is when I'm really going to put the bulk of my sermon, heavy lifting content. That's where I'm going to speak the most mm-hmm. because I want to be there when my people are sure. there. And so helping them recognize that I don't want to compete with them and I want to make sure that they're here to hear what the gospel, what the God, what God is saying to me to speak to them through his gospel message. And by putting a calendar together, I can just look at it. Oh, this is going to be a three-day weekend or mm-hmm. four-day weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't need to speak that message here. This is a, this is too important, and it allows me that overview of my of my ministry cycle of moving forward. So I think it's really beneficial. I here again, I want to preach those big things. Having how many times have you preached, and you felt like you had yeah. a word from the Lord, and it was a Sunday where you just weren't thinking, and yeah. it's like oh. I wish I would have saved I that wish one. I'd have, exactly. <laughs> oh right. yeah. I think we've all had that. Yeah, like uh, I wasted the good yeah. message today. Oh, oh, I wish they hadn't been here today to hear <laughs> yeah, this one. Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. Sure. The converse of that. But yeah, I think having that calendar really gives you that overview of understanding. Okay, I need to put these major elements into the life of my church when the bulk of my people are going to be here. What about your life as the communicator? How does it impact you personally when you have a calendar that you can build around? Yeah, I think it helps me because. Um, I think ministry today is much more complex and more challenging than it was even a decade or two ago. Uh, My life today is so much more filled with other things, uh, emails, newsletters. Uh, When I started in ministry, we didn't do that stuff. Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. there wasn't that instant access. Social media. Social media. There was all this kind of stuff. And, And for me, I realized that, I don't know, I'm an old jock. You played sports. Um, There are just some times you get tired. And, okay, I'm going to be real candid here. There were just times that I got tired of my own voice. Sure. You know, just preaching every Sunday, every Sunday, week after week after week. And I really wanted my people to be excited to hear me versus like, oh, yeah, pastor's preaching yeah. again today. Right. And so I recognize that for me in baseball terms, I played baseball in high school and stuff, uh, in college, to, to hit a, I wanted to hit a single every week. But there are weeks that I knew I probably could hit a double and maybe a triple. Yeah, and I get every that. once in a while, man, I get a hold of all of it. But I realized that I couldn't do that week in, week out, grind after grind after grind, particularly when you go into two services and you're maybe preaching on Wednesday night right. or you're, you're leading uh, uh, the classes for like a new membership or a growth track, those kinds of things. You have all of these other preps. And so I realized that for me to stay creative, which was important for me that I wasn't just keep using the same fresh. type of illustration, yeah, fresh, absolutely. being fresh with my verbiage and language, that I needed to limit myself to about 33 to 35 sermons a year on Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, so about one week off a month. Yeah, about one yeah. week off a month. Okay. Those long holidays here again because I want to preach when my people are here. Right. It doesn't mean I'm gone those sure. Sundays. I may be here listening to a youth pastor speak or to a special guest speaker, but I want to come off the bench fresh. That's good. I want people to come up and go, hey, we haven't heard pastor. Oh, pastor speaking today. Right. Man, I've got something. I want to make sure that he's sure. there, that I'm there to hear him. And there's so many benefits to that, right? Yes. I mean, now that we are both guest speakers in churches yes. and we're not pastoring, yes. we yes. can come in and say the exact same thing the pastor's been saying week after week after week. And people are like, oh, that's amazing. And that's frustrating for the yeah, pastor because sure. you're like, I've already yeah. been preaching. That yeah. and so I think taking that brace break and having somebody else hear your voice, their voice brings your voice back to where it's fresh all the time, and they're going, "Man, yeah. Pastor, you're, you're right on well, there." You know, uh, 
things that are scarce are valuable. That's good. You know? Yeah. And so when my preaching is just the expectation each and every week, then I lose a little of that anticipation. Yeah. Uh, you know, I tend, I'm at a different church every week. I'm out most of the times, but when I come to hear my pastor, I'm like, man, I'm excited to hear him. I've been waiting to hear him. Uh, and, and I can tell when he's fresh, but I think the larger churches around the country today, they really do guard that if it really is a gift uh, early on when you use the gift you're trying to hone the gift try to, to sharpen it sure but after a while you begin to have to steward that gift and i think preaching is a gift I that agree. many people have and learning how to steward that so that you can have long-term ministry That's is good. really important so a lot of our larger ter- churches and this is probably a whole nother topic for another right. podcast are going to a preaching team model yeah it's not even just a staff it's a preaching team they may have outside right. voices of influence that they come and speak into their church two three four five times a year to fill some of those slots uh, so i think i think those uh, pastors who are listening to this, they get that model. But we're going to have a lot of pastors listening to this. They're the only one on staff. They're the right. only communicator. They're bivocational, maybe. They have don't have a youth pastor. they got a volunteer somewhere. Let's talk through just a couple of things, because they're probably thinking, well, if I give up a dozen preaching times a year, one, can we afford to bring in a guest? Two, who can I find? Three, what do we do? So let's talk through some ideas of how do they get a break? Yeah, well, you know, first of all, I would say just about everybody at the district office preaches. Absolutely. And we already have a job. And we have no demands. And we have no demands. Right, right. And so we f- I fill in a lot. A little self, self plug there. We're yeah, glad exactly. to come serve. Yeah, yeah, yeah some absolutely. of us are better than others, and then <laughs> others are much better than some of us, right? Yeah, you know true. how that goes. That's true. But I think that, that you know, I tell pastors all the time, um, don't be afraid to bring in somebody who's actually better than you. Sure. Which is, it's kind of intimidating to think about it that. It is, yeah. But what happens is, it, you hear things in a new way, and you learn, oh, that's how they did that. You, you're, you're, you're learning some new skills by hearing other guys speak. Number two, your, your congregation deserves a great meal. And sometimes I'm just, you know, I'm a good B, B plus, and I need to bring in an A guy from time to time to really motivate. And, and sometimes they can speak on topics that I'm not really great at. Maybe they're received differently from an outside voice. Absolutely. That it doesn't seem self-serving. Exactly. Sure. So having somebody come in from the outside, they actually, you can actually create a a preaching team, your language, which I love, Mm -hmm. but without ever having to keep them on staff. Like I, I travel to Phoenix about five or six times a year. I preach about every other month out there. Mm -hmm. They think I'm on staff. Right, right. But I, I preach there frequently. He knows me. He trusts me. And so I now know the congregation. Sure. I know how to better communicate. Cause you know how tough it is. You speak one time. You don't know the church very well. Right. But when you become familiar with the congregation, it really does help. So Absolutely. you can do that, bring outside guest speakers, uh, district staff people. All, all of us speak and are able to do that. But what I found is that by doing that... Um, it really helps me. It helps my congregation. And we all have young people who need to speak, who need to learn. I mean, the only way you learn how to speak is by doing Get it. Get an opportunity. Right. We've and got so, to give young guys and, and gals opportunities. You're right. So, so helping them, uh, what happens is when, if, if I'm your youth pastor and I only speak when you're gone, it, it sends a message that he's only good enough when he's, I'm gone. He's the fill-in. He's the fill-in. The backup. But when yeah. I preach when you're here and you're on the front row and you're my biggest I'm advocate. I'm taking notes, saying amen. Exactly. Yeah. It, it really speaks to the congregation. And then I can correct you later and say, you know, sure. here's how to work on this a little bit better. Absolutely. Here's how to present this. But a preaching calendar 
gives you that. So I'm not going to give my guest speaker a sermon when everybody's here. I'm going to use those guys to fill in for right. me. And the preaching calendar gives you that long you know, 52 week Sundays sure. of looking at that on how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was looking back through these four years that I showed you, it was amazing. I had nine credentialed ministers on staff in various roles wow. in my church and trying to give each of them an opportunity for a voice in a limited number of weeks. And it helped me put it on paper and say, Hey, yeah. here's your two chances that yeah. you're scheduled for this year. Give them time to pray and yeah. prep. And I could bring them in on the creative side of preparing for that series. Yeah. Hey, you're going to have a week in this series. Let's work together through how we're preparing. And so it gave them a chance to go through that bigger process of just not like I'm preaching on this topic, but right. here, I'm a part of the planning and prep. Well, of this. the creative piece is so much more important today because we tend to you know, look at our culture. We're so much more media oriented, sure. more multi-sensory oriented. And what I found is that if I wouldn't be afraid to bring people in to help me with my preaching calendar, uh, if, if I went away and, you know, here's really how to do it. If I would go away and spend a couple of days with my Bible, a notepad, and, and was really beginning to think about listening, God, what are you saying to me? What are these big things that, as I read Scripture, resonate inside of my heart? As I look at my congregation, right. there's some issues that I know What's I What's going on What's in the going house, on right in the now? community, exactly. in their lives. Exactly, looking beyond yeah, that and yeah. begin to map that out on a calendar. What it would enable me to do is be come back to my staff and go, hey, here's the rough idea. Here's a passage. Here's a theme. Now, over the next couple of months, when you run across an article or an illustration right. or a song or something you really cool, that's part just, of the prep. Yeah. Put, put it in, and, and suddenly, because here's the reality: these big guys that we all listen to, they all have a preparation team. Sure, they're not out there doing it themselves week mm -hmm. after week. They have people who come in and give them illustrations and sermons, and we can do that too. We just don't have to pay them. Right. We can just enlarge our team a little bit and enhance. Maybe even create a team right. to help us with these things. Yeah, they have. You have people in your church exactly that can help with this. That, that yeah. can speak into areas that maybe you you aren't yeah, seeing especially there. Especially creativity. I told you about this the story about my the young lady who yeah. who helped me. I, I, you know, like many guys, uh, I just how many times on Mother's Day can you preach Proverbs thirty one? You know, right, and, right. And so I was kind of bemoaning the fact. I love and, this. Yeah. And one of my young ladies, young worship leader in my church, she said, Pastor Mike, why, why don't you like preaching on Mother's Day? And I was like, Well, I just it's not that I don't like it. It's just I, how many times can you preach that? And she goes, I can tell you what you need to preach next Mother's Day. And I said, What? Her name is Becky. And Becky said, you need to preach on stretch marks. That's good. And I'm like, stretch marks. She said, Yes, every mother bears on her body the stretch marks. And so I just thought, wow, what a great little hook. That's great. And so, but if I hadn't opened myself up a little bit sure. to creating a team around me to help me with my sermons, help me with creative thought, I would have never gotten that That's great good. hook yeah. for a Mother's Day message. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it was really good. So we're kind of, in these last few minutes here, we're, we're getting into how, how do you do this? How do you develop this? Yep. And I think that's a great start. You get away, you pray, you listen. You know, for me, I didn't get all 52 weeks of messages yeah, in my sure. planning for, for next year, but I would get a half a dozen themes, you know, stewardship, parenting, right. uh, 
you know, evangelism or, you know, maybe there was a theme in the Old Testament I would right, want exactly. to go through, a book of the Bible. A character study or the something. Char- yeah, exactly. Sure. And uh, uh, so planning a calendar helped me at least get the big ideas down. And then from there, we would take and put our days on the calendar right. that we knew, you know, the holidays for one. Plan right. around holidays. Yeah, sure. Plan around, as you said, the start of the year and the start of school. Those are two big launching times. Uh, and then from there, we would fill in initiatives. When do we want to launch small groups? Right. Uh, when do we want to launch classes? When right. do we want to start a new service uh, time? When, when do we want to do these? And so it helps you prepare leading in and out of those big days and big events. And and again, it goes back to that timing of your church. You know the timing. You know the, the annual things that you do well. Right. Maybe you have an annual outreach. Right. At our church, we had a Hallelujah Hayride. Oh. Uh, so it was an outdoor uh, Christmas, live animals, live actors. Oh, they would cool. get on a tractor and a hayride. And we did that from Thanksgiving to the second week of December really? every year. Cool. And people flooded our church property for that. So we knew leading up to that, let's not do too much on the calendar. Right. Uh, but let's talk about evangelism, right. inviting, you know, reaching people. And then from there, we would have a lot of guests. And I know it was the Christmas season, so right. you had to preach around that theme sure. too. But we knew, hey, we got a lot of guests, so we got to go to some of the basics. Yeah, for right? sure. And so we would build around those things that we knew were on our calendar. So I think that's part of that planning that, 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 uh, that you're talking about. So, uh, so let's just go through a couple more things and how to develop that. Um, about, you talked a little bit about engaging a team, uh, how to get a team uh, around you, how to plan around those days for your calendar. So let's talk a little bit to those that have some misconceptions about this as we hmm. prepare to, to share the resource here at the end. What are some misconceptions people are having right now as we talk about it? I, I think uh, how can you be spirit-led you know, sure. And we're Pentecostal. We're Pentecostal, we right? Spirit led, and yet be talking about a preaching calendar. And uh, I think that's a misconception. I I really believe that the same God who can speak to me on Tuesday for upcoming Sunday is the same God who, if I set aside time, I mean, He spoke to the prophets about things that were going to happen hundreds and thousands of that, years yeah, down, down the line. The road, right. Yeah, how come he? How come we don't have the faith to believe that sure. a month from now or six months from now he can speak to me about these themes? And I think that's a huge misconception that that it is a bifurcation. It's it's opposites. Those two don't go together. They can't work together. No, they really can't. Yeah. But they really can. And I think the other misconception is this: that once we create it, that it's in stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just a living document. It's a breathing thing, and you know things. The life happens. I mean, dear Lord, if we were in the 2020 and we were stuck on a 2020 calendar that we put together, we we probably wouldn't be preaching. It wouldn't today. work. It yeah. wouldn't work. Yeah, what not so today? So recognizing yeah. that that it really is just a tool, and it's a tool that you can use. It's a tool that you can learn how to use more. Like anything else, it's a learning tool. Absolutely. You know, the first time you do it, it kind of feels ah. But after a while, it begins to take some of the pressure. I like preaching in series. Take some of the pressure off. Right. You look at the big, long picture of it. And yeah. then, uh, I think the other misconception is that people think that we will, that somehow we've abandoned our spirituality mm-hmm. by just making things rote and mechanical. Right. And I just really having a, process yeah, having a process is spiritual. Feeling. Yeah, that it's yeah. not spiritual. And yeah. I just not found that to be true. I actually found that when I would go away, spend some time with God, He's always been wanting to speak. Absolutely. And sometimes so my calendar 
and my schedule just didn't give me the time because he's wanting to, you know, he says from the foundation of the earth, you know, from your birth, I preordained you. I yeah. gave you things that you're willing to do. If we had that kind of a God, then I really believe that that when I set aside time, he's going to speak to me these big things Absolutely. about what God, he wants to say in my church and in your church sure. moving forward. Well, we have some resources for you today. That's great stuff, Mike. Thank you for, for talking through some of these things with us. Uh, we've put together a Dropbox folder that uh, will be in the show notes of whatever uh, platform you're listening to this on. Also, uh, you can email rmiller or mharper at northtexas.ag, and we're happy to reply with the Dropbox link with these. Uh, I've got my samples. We've got some other pastor samples of their calendar. We've got a blank Excel spreadsheet with just the year uh, that you can go in and start filling in your blanks. We've got some other ideas for you. And from this, we're going to have a podcast episode coming up with some other pastors on how to prepare a series. How do you plan a series? How do you build a series? And so that'll be a follow-up to this episode uh, today. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, Mike, before we wrap up today, tell us about a book you're reading and give us the elevator pitch while we should read it. Oh, I'm reading a book called Traction by Gino Wickham. Traction. Traction. It's it's a business book, but it really talks about uh, visioning how to cast vision, and then what are the essential steps necessary to move that from something that's in our head and our heart to something that everyone at a department level can use, as well as putting quantitative, measurable things in here. Uh, We're this size today, but in two years we'd like to be this size. What are the sequential steps on how do we get there? Traction, Geno Wickham. A really, really great book. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. Thank you to everyone who for tuning in today to the NTD Leadership Podcast. We just want you to know here at the North Texas District, we are here for you. Dr. Clonch, Pastor Greg, Pastor Kermit Bell, we are here to serve you in any way. All of our departments and, and directors and leaders and ministries, we are here to serve you. So God bless you. Thank you for all you're doing this year to be faithful to the kingdom, faithful to your church, and faithful to your calling. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in today. 